Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Run All the Races podcast. Once again, this is Perfectly Goofy Gail here to talk to you about the 2016 Princess Marathon Weekend 10K. This is the second race of the Princess Half Marathon Weekend, but it's the first race of the Glass Slipper Challenge. Uh, Joining me today is Callie Kylie. Hi, everybody. And as always, Perfectly Dopey Kimberly. Hey, everyone. So um, we're talking about the first race of the Glass Slipper Challenge, but the second race of the Princess Half Marathon Weekend, the Princess 10K. And as we said on our previous 5K Princess um, podcast, the theme of the race was not only princess, but a specific princess, Ariel, from A Little Mermaid. And this uh, race also had the Little Mermaid theme. Uh, 10k distance is a 6.1 mile uh, race. Um, It's a great step up from a 5k and for those who don't want to commit to the training of a half marathon, um, a 6.1 10k race is great, especially at Run Disney because normally when you're running around the country and going to local races, you will not earn a medal for the 10k distance. It's not a normal thing. You will get a shirt, a shirt, generally a cotton t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great distance because the kids um, now can uh, build up to the 10k distance. Run Disney allows participants to be. 10 years of age and older and it's it's really a great distance okay so the um, 10k begins and ends in the um, Epcot parking lot uh, and it begins and ends in the same exact spot as the 5k race we use the same corrals and I can't remember how many corrals there were but I believe it's a through it was. It seemed like it was more than the average uh, Run Disney 5K here in Walt Disney World. So 10K. Yeah, but I, I still think it's a little bit more. I think than there's been in the last. So I would say that there is um, some more participants in these particular Princess Weekends races than, um, or that they've st- finally started separating the corrals. So did you guys notice that? I mean, it seemed like there was a little bit more corrals and a little bit more people than I remember in a couple of the past years. Well, we were yeah. running to this race, though. We were. And I think there's something else to know is that the 10K at Run Disney is very popular at every race. It's a great it's a great distance. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's a great starting race. If you've already done a couple of 5Ks and you, you feel that you can handle it, it it's a great distance. It, it really is. And especially at Run Disney because... You're not really looking to go out and win the thing. If you are, more props to yeah, you. Yeah, really. That's not us over here. We have friends that try and place in these races. Well, we, have, we have friends that uh, actually, yeah. Dave Dombrowski from Mickey Myler's team, he actually got um, first in his age group, right? which yeah. is great. So I we know. have some fast friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, I mean, the 10K, I think it why there are more corrals, and I think we're going to continue to see more corrals, is that it is a very popular distance. It is num- almost the first one to sell out now, is that everybody who hasn't run or wants to get into running thinks let me start there and that's an okay distance to start with it's right. going to be a top and it does give you a metal really good metal medal. right yes, a it's good not medal. the plastic medallion like you get at the 5k and so. that's the reason why my daughter when she turned 10 really wanted to ra- run this race um she hasn't run one since because it is a long distance and she was like mom i just want to stick to the 5ks mm-hmm. because she was 10 years old when she did start this um she's now 13 and she does not want to run a 10k so you really need to understand that if your child is 10 
10 and says they want to do this because they want the medal. Take them out and run 10K with them right. a couple of times to make sure that they're going to have yes. fun and be able right. to do it. And Run Disney provides all the training plans on their website for um, the uh, 10K and up for the Glass Slipper Challenge and for the Half Marathon. And a great resource is to also um, Google your local running store oh, yeah. and your local running club because they have all sorts of training um, groups for 5K and 5K to, um, sorry, couch to 5K, 10K, etc. And you can um, get new friends and I've built so many Well, and make sure that you have the, the right shoes so right. you don't end up um, injured or, or hurting yourself because even if it's a 5K or a 10K, you know, you want to make sure that you have the right equipment um, before you start so that you keep yourself injury free. It's really hard to on, recover from right. an injury. Yeah. And touching on what Kim was saying about kids out in um, Southern California is where I'm from. Uh, I'm 11 miles from Disneyland. And one of the things that we offer is a kids running program. There's a few of them out in Southern California. A lot of schools do it now. Yes. Yeah, they have. Um, we actually offer as well in the um, Glastonbury River Runners, we have a kids training program. In Harvard Marathon Foundation, we have a kids running program. In New York Road Runners, which I'm also a member of, they have a kids program. So all the local races, and I'm not saying all, but most of the local races and the local running shops all have, right. um, have kids' we, programs. We, we have We Rock out of Orange County, California, and it's it's a great program. Well, and with Run Disney, uh, Fitz Kohler mm -hmm. um, is a big proponent of, of the mile uh, races for kids, and she does a lot of work with local schools to get the kids out there walking in the mornings or after school. Um, so Girls on the Run does on the that yeah, as so well. Yeah, there's a lot of different opportunities mm -hmm. for people. And we, those locations, they have programs all over the country as well. They um, actually par partnered with Harvard Marathon That's Foundation. Awesome. Yeah, and they give each child a buddy so mm -hmm. that there's somebody out there to encourage them during training and to be out with them and run the race to make sure that they finish. So, you know, that's a big uh, portion of the race, too. If you run with your kids, make sure that you're positive, make sure that you're supportive, right. um, and that you stick with them till the end. Uh, crossing the finish line with your family can be really special. Kim's got some great photos um, with her family crossing some of the 5Ks and so 10Ks here at Disney. So if you're a runner and you've got kids, don't think that they can't join you. Run Disney's a great place to start, and I, I mean... A little run, a little park time, exactly. a little doll whip, it's all good, right? Oh, yeah. I, I am into that. And that but so. don't start the day of the race. No. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about what's really important and everybody wants to know why they're listening right now, our costumes. Right, so we did uh, something a little bit different for the 10K this year. Um, if you had a chance to listen to our recap of the 5K, which was the day before, um, we went pretty much standard Disney um, and did the new version of Cinderella. And so we wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, last year, we did a Japanese-inspired chipmunk and acorn costume with uh, Photobomb Becca. Becca! Um, we really enjoyed that. Um, we run through Epcot is the park that we run through for the 10K. And so we wanted to do something that kind of tied in where we were going to run. Um, I'm a big fan of kawaii culture um, at Jap uh, in Japan, which is all of the, the really cute cartoony stuff. Um, they have a really good exhibit in the pavilion right now. So if you're not familiar with it. The Japanese pavilion, yes. Yeah, I encourage you to go check it out. And so uh, we really enjoyed um, the kawaii version of chipmunks that we did last year. So we wanted to continue that. And so we did uh, kawaii princesses. So Harajuku type princesses this year. So we had... Um, 
little uh, Asian maid costumes, and then we had um, nice big wigs um, mm-hmm. that matched our princesses. So we had um, Ariel, Ariel, which I was. Snow White, which was me. And I had Belle. And um, so as you might know from um, following me on Instagram and, and Twitter and everything, I had cancer a few years ago, and I'm still growing my hair back, and my hair is not as pretty as it once was <laughs> because of the drugs that I am currently taking for um, my treatment. So I am all about the big hair. I grew up <laughs> in <laughs> I grew up in the 80s. I love hair. I love big hair. The higher, the bigger, the puffier. I love it. So since I can't have the big hair of my own, I like to invest. We can buy it. We can buy it. Like everything in America, you can buy it. Buy your boobs, buy your hair. But anyway, so this is a great thing. Um, I was in charge of the wigs, and what I did was um, this wig, if you look at our photos, and we'll post them on our blog, it's a um, long-haired wig with um, two high ponytails, but they're clip-in pieces for ponytails that you can make into pigtails and that was our um but those wigs were amazing because for what I think is a fairly inexpensive wig. No, they were super inexpensive. Um, I got these on Amazon.com. You could probably get them cheaper if you ordered them directly from China. We just didn't make the decision until too yeah. late, so we needed prime shipping. <laughs> and, and so these wigs cost me about $22 each. So what was cool about this particular wig is, one, it was inexpensive. Um, two, it came in three pieces. So there was like a million different combinations of the ways we could have worn this wig. So you could wear the wig just as a long wig. Um, with bangs. I'm just saying for $22, that gave you a lot of options and for then that the, price And then point. with the clip-on things, you could you could put them wherever you wanted. So right. you could wear one, you could wear two, you could put them wherever you wanted. It was such a great wig. I loved and, it. And for that price point, it also came with two... Um, wig caps. Wig yeah. caps yes. as well. And this was a great wig because it was adjustable. The other thing uh, with our costume, it was a th- uh, four-piece costume. It came with a dress, a apron... Um, a little bow tie and a hat. Uh, so there was And they were really pieces. reasonable too. They were. And again, you could probably get them very cheap if you order directly, but again, timing is always a an issue when you uh, make a decision on a great costume. <laughs> and the other thing that we did was before we decided what we were going to do, we went through all our storage of costumes and we all own a lot of costume yes. parts. So one of the little things, I think I bought uh, my mother-in-law bought these for us. We had little crowns, but they were all different and I believe they were 99 cents each from Joann's and I think we bought them probably five years ago. Yeah. So we finally used our 99 cent crowns. Yay! Yay! Yeah. So the, it's a win. Um, yeah. <laughs> With our with our costumes, they were you know corresponding colors. Uh, Gail, you were red. Kim, you were bl- uh, yellow, yellow, and um, I was purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that we didn't really think through as much was was the under undergarments, the, the yeah, undergarments, yeah. the uh, the petticoats. Right. So one of the things that is great about Japanese kawaii culture and why it's so much fun, especially for dressing up is there's petticoats and there's socks and there's all kinds of, of hats and ornaments on a costume. And so um, what really makes these types of costumes great are when you poof out the skirts, right? Yes, yes. and as a retro girl, I, I am huge into the retro pinup world. Uh, you don't wear a swing skirt without a giant <laughs> petticoat. As my, my vintage uh, pinup gals would say, how big do you want your petticoat? They would say, jacket to Jesus, sister. <laughs> it Make it big. It Make it big. The bigger, the better. And that's generally what it is. So 
while we didn't, uh, we lucked out because we reused a few of the petticoats you guys used for the 5K right. that worked great. And one of them was yellow, which matched yours perfectly, Kim. Mm-hmm. And then I brought my own uh, white one, which you used, Gail. And then I used the pink because, you know, purple and pink always works, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But one of the things that we talk about, you know, sometimes we're really great about these costumes and we plan really far in advance and we order everything and we have it. And we get a chance to kind of check everything out ahead of times. Or we end up in the situation we were this weekend where um, we'd had a number of other race weekends over the course of the year. We'd done a lot of costumes already. And we, we had were family kind of, commitments. And we, we were, were kind of scrambling, gun. right? So we had these dresses actually delivered to our hotel. And so had we had the chance to see these dresses ahead of time, we could have ordered larger petticoats that were... A length that matched the dress. Exactly. So we had petticoats that were actually we, slightly we longer. Bought, well, you and I brought two petticoats each. Right. So we had ones that were too short and ones that were too long. So we ended up actually wearing the two long ones and rolling them, rolling them up, which was not a big deal because no. it was a 10K, but better planning would have yeah. Exactly. But you know what? And I think that's just being an athlete. You have to be able to adjust. Right. To and and work. people always say... And duct tape helps everything, right? There you go. <laughs> well, and, and here's another tip for you. First of all, um, people always say, you know, do you run in your costumes? Do you um, take them out and run with them before you uh, race in them? Never. I never, I never ever do. do. I, I never ne- ever no do. There's no test runs, no. And Which it, is not always the best tip no, for everybody, no, right? No, <laughs> definitely not. But you should do try as the, we say, not as we do, exactly. right? <laughs> you should definitely try them on to make sure everything fits and that there are no chafing issues. One of the best things that I do is I glide everything. I make sure my um, forearms are, um, is this for forearm? What's Underarm this? area. Underarm arm. area is uh, uh, glided because down. Because when you run up into your elbow, you can rub against a costume, right? Right, so oh, yeah. um, if something had a bow tie I make sure that my neck Neck. is glided down um my underneath my uh um, sports bra is glided and always between my legs are glided down especially with a petticoat because there's crinoline in that um another tip I would like to um suggest is putting together a sewing kit or a um costume um emergency kit in my costume emergency kit I have some things like needles and thread and scissors um magic markers glue gun Glue gun. Definitely glue gun. Definitely um, extra glues. Um, now, there are two types of glues. There's the minis and the full length, um, the full um, oh, yes. size. So I always make sure I have a lot of those. I have elastic bands. I have lots and lots of safety pins. And I have clips. Um, all sorts of clips. I have the same. I have a similar one. It's a, I bought it at Joann's. It's one of the clear see-through boxes. And it's very thin, so I can shove it into a shelf or whatnot when I'm not using it. It travels fantastic. I didn't bring it with me this time because yeah, I had Kim. Uh, <laughs> I had Kim, so I didn't have to. But mine also has a glue gun. I also add elast- uh, elastic in there. I have elastic. Felt. Felt's a big one because you never, you can cover things with felt. They're, it's great. Uh, the other it's thing, soft and fuzzy and doesn't always chafe. Yeah, yeah. I've actually used um, felt under certain parts where there's sequins. I've literally glued underneath them so that the felt is on touching my arm because I had a Tinkerbell costume that rubbed completely raw. And I also have anti-fray. Um, that's from Joann's as well. Oh, that's a good product. That's a great one. And I have Gorilla Glue. Yes. Uh, I also add, um, what is that? Stick them, uh, double-sided tape. Oh, I, yeah. oh, I have double-sided, double-sided tape, too. Double-sided tape will and work for anything. It, hems, it works as a hem saver, too. Right. Does. I have, and if someone accidentally rips your um, bib, you can also tape that as well. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that we're talking for personal experience. Yeah, sorry. So, yes. Um, 
So then, you know, with all of that, knowing knowing your costume is probably your best tip to know and be prepared because anything can happen. And as uh, as an athlete, as a former collegiate athlete, you've got to be ready for basically anything and know that you're not coming home or you don't there you might be not. Well, we don't have a car here, store. right? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, if you don't have a car and can't get to Michael's or Joanne's or something like that, yeah, it's huge to just bring what you think you need, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the course. Um, as I said that the um, 5K and the 10K are very, very similar. Um, they both start in the Epcot parking lot and finish in the Epcot parking lot. But what's different about the 10K course is that um, it goes out of... Well, can we talk about, first of all, getting to the course? Yes, because I think that. that we were running a little bit behind. Because we had these fantastic <laughs> 45 minutes costumes, worth of makeup. Yeah. <laughs> we had um, did a run-through of our makeup the night before. I think we tried a few different mm -hmm. options with our makeup, and we had laid out all our makeup from um, basically uh, foundation on down, I had laid out on the vanity of what we were all going to use. Our lipstick color, our eyeline color, our glue color, everything. But um, we ran a little late. Now, uh, for the uh, 10K, you are supposed to, we stayed at Boardwalk Villas. I'm, that's my home resort. I'm a DVC member. And you share transportation um, to the start with not only Boardwalk but Beach Club, but Swan, but Dolphin. And they require participants to be on the bus no later than 4. Now, we did not leave this hotel room until 4.15. The race didn't start until 5.30. However, we walked down to the lobby. Ghost <laughs> and it, town. And it was like the zombie apocalypse Seriously, had happened. There was nobody. Town. There was nobody at the front desk. There yeah. was nobody in the lobby. There was, was nobody like we were walking out towards the bus. And, and we thought we were going to end up running a half, a half marathon because we're going to have to run the six miles yeah, to the beginning exactly. of the race. <laughs> but thank goodness they had a bus waiting for us and there was some other people. The late loser bus. Yeah. <laughs> spectators also, they still, now if you're a spectator, they do run a bus for spectators. But it's not really supposed to be for race participants because you're supposed to already be there. <laughs> right. We just kind of. We waltzed in, we waltzed yeah. in late. Don't do this. Don't do yeah. this. <laughs> Definitely be on the bus. If you are staying at a ra uh, race hotel, be on the bus. It's better to be safe than sorry, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. So for the Glass Clipper Challenge, you will have one race bib for both races. Both the 10K and the half marathon, you will be required to use that um, bib for both races. You might have, um, in my case, I had a B corral for the 10K slash an E corral for the half marathon. And um, I believe uh, Kylie and you had an A gale. Yep. We started in the B. B corral. So um, we walked our butts over to B and that's where we began. Yep. So with our first mile, um, there's something I would like to actually state too is that, uh, that I get a huge question for is what should I train at when I'm training for a run Disney race? Now, the, the pacing is exactly the same. It is a 16-minute pace, which I'm sure that has been talked about before. But how do you keep a 16-minute pace and still star, stop for all the pictures? Because really, that's what we're doing. That's what for. you're paying for, really, yeah, to run a Disney race. Yeah, we're stopping for pictures and costumes. I mean, come mm -hmm, on. Mm -hmm. So how do you do it? I tell people to train for a 10-minute mile. If you cannot do a 10-minute mile or approximately close to a 10-minute mile, you really should think twice about stopping for all the pictures. Pick I, and choose. Pick yeah. and choose what you want. Yeah, you're definitely not going to be able to. And and uh, because we normally stop, start in A or B, um, we can 
make all the character stops. However, if we have other family members or a larger group and we start in D or E, you know, for a, a 5K or a 10K, we'll have to pick and choose. We right. just will. Because by the time you get to um, the first character stop, there's going to be a, could yeah. be a 15 minute plus yeah, line. Least, you least. want all the characters, so does everybody else, exactly. right? So the lines can get long, right? right. So, um, so for our first mile, uh, we decided to run it straight and it is, it's on the street. So yeah, yeah. So, straight. right. So what happens is you start at, um, Epcot parking lot and you go straight out Epcot parking lot. Um, and you'll first stop will, um, you basically use the access road that goes into Epcot parking lot, but run out Epcot parking lot. And the first character stop that you will come to is not really a stop. They don't allow you to stand in line and <laughs> take your picture. It's Anna and Elsa and they're always on the overpass as you go out of Epcot and they have um, snow falling which is do not open up your mouth because it's not really snow it's it's soap, soap, yes. <laughs> soap. Yeah. so it won't hurt you yeah. if you do open up your mouth but you will see Anna and Elsa and they'll be looking down on you like they yeah. do so if you thought you were going to get a close-up photo with Anna and Elsa you need to let it go yeah. <laughs> that's what the magic kingdom get in line yeah so um yeah we ran straight out past the toll booth to mile one which is is a straight shot out um Epcot and um so you it's know, a great it's a great time in the race to run and um, if you're capable, make up some time, right? right? Because there really isn't a lot of characters. It's dark out, right? Um, so it's a good time to kind of put some distance into the race, so that if you want to stop for character stops, you have plenty of time to do so that. So we did a ten oh nine on that, uh, getting into the first character. Which we were all pretty excited about yeah. in those wings and that dress, yeah. We were thrilled to death. Right, and so um, the first character stop was a little bit after mile uh, one. It's probably like 1.2 yeah. or something. And they had um, the evil queen as the old witch from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And they had the cauldron and the old tree and she had her apple and that was really cool. That hadn't been there before. Yeah, that's a great first picture. And I tend to look at I love to get pictures that I don't have. I love to add to my collection of um, characters I've never seen or don't have. So the next thing um, as you make, it's a really sharp turn, um, a hairpin turn as you go from mile 1.2 to mile 2. And it's really like a hill. I mean, you are it's in an Florida. It's an yeah. You are in Florida. It's an incline. <laughs> it's a sharp incline yeah. now. Yeah. It is. It's your first hill, and um, a lot of people walk, so if you are going to walk and, and go into run walk, you want to move over to both sides. But right. do notice that um, there is a drop-off from the road to the concrete where the um, water runs off. So right. just be aware of that. Don't twist your ankle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went down, and I did twist my ankle, but I, I just walked it off. So okay. your next, our next character stop was really cool. Um, right before um, mile two, there was... Tinkerbell, and the male fairy. Yeah, and unfortunately, <laughs> none of us can remember the name of the ma uh, male fairy. So since he's a male fairy, we decided to call him Manuel, the male fairy. Yes, <laughs> I loved it. And so with our second mile, it was a 26.39. So you can see that we waited in line most of my, that right before right, mile yeah. two clicked over um, but, as well. But it allowed us, because we were wearing big heavy wigs and, um, you know, petticoats and, and a full costume, it allowed us to make that run and then cool off Stop in sweating. line. Stop exactly. sweating before we got to the picture, right? So that's a tip for you that um, you can run, but, um, you know, you'll have some time to, you know, right. yeah. 
so on to mile three, which was uh, another great uh, character stop. On the way to mile three, I should say. Yeah, um, I hadn't seen. Uh, you know, I think they added more character stops. I felt that they did. They did. Yeah. They added at least one more because they've always had one at one point two and then one before mile two. But they added this new character stop before we got to um, a little past mile three, um, and this was Pocahontas and the raccoon. Miko. Miko. And this one wasn't as long as Tinkerbell was. But, um, and we did uh, a 15 minute pace to get to that, or after we crossed mile three, so. Yeah, and that was. Um, we made up a lot of time. We, mm -hmm. we made up a lot of time. Mile three was right after um, Miko. So um, then from mile three, you go into Epcot Park, the back part of Epcot Park. And um, right after you get through the security, they had these awesome um, stilt walkers. And I think they were from one of the parades. I think yep. it was the 3 o'clock parade. I think so, yeah. Yeah, the 3 o'clock parade from out, Magic Kingdom. They not were from out for a Epcot. couple of the races during the January marathon weekend. So we had seen them before, so uh, we knew they were coming. They tend to put them right there by that security shack, yeah. Yeah, so that was super cool. I love that. And then um, we were in Epcot Park. And what's great about this is because it is a 10K and because we're stopping and the sun is starting to rise. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was really beautiful. Pretty, yeah. and, and one of the tips I would give you is that if you're using a camera or an iPhone, that um, because you don't have the flash capability that you would have on a larger, more expensive camera, um, your photos may not come out. When it's dark, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, one of the things that you know, I know we've talked about on a number of these podcasts is if we know it's really dark, um, if it's a little bit foggy or humid um, and uh, your lens may fog up, we have a tendency sometimes to run past the, any of those character stops that occur when it's still dark out, right? Because you hate to yes. burn time in a race if you are pretty confident that those pictures won't come out very good, right? Right, but they will have marathon photo on course that have a better camera. Right. Um, so but not just, every character stop has marathon photo. Not every character stop has mar marathon photo. Also, marathon photo can get a little pricey. They do yeah. have discounts. They'll send you emails offering discounts. And for the Glass Slipper Challenge, there will be a special price for both the 10k and the half marathon if you want all your pictures and most of the time you have to pre-purchase that at the expo right. so if you're interested in wanting to have all those pictures think about it ahead of time and make sure that you get that savings okay so um from um the next character stop we didn't hit until we were in italy which was right before mile four and at that character stop we had jiminy cricket and pinocchio which was really cool you i know? love that i love when they give you a twofer on a character stop yeah. that's mm -hmm. awesome but if you weren't able to um stay in uh if you weren't able to wait in those long lines you can um take your selfie with uh the epcot Ball, you could get your picture taken um, with the There's Japanese. There's plenty of art. architecture that's really cool. Lots mm -hmm. of, of, of uh, yeah. And since we had themed costumes, we our jam was basically going to be Japan. Yeah. We were thrilled to death to go shoot tons of pictures. Uh, we did individuals, which you guys can really check out on the blog uh, and see what we what we decided to do. Make our own fun when you don't really have um, make your own photo stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's and that's great. And so we hit mile four at an 11.22 pace. So you can see we definitely picked up. And we are running, and Gail, you made a really good point that 
a lot of our, our distance, we're making up a lot of time, so we're running much faster than a 10-minute yeah, mile Yeah, so well. we're sprinting between character stops on, on a lot of these courses because we knew the lines were long. Right. And so while we did the first mile in a 10-plus mile pace, we were probably doing nine-somethings between these character stops because we really, really wanted to make sure that we took right. all the pictures, yeah. So um, right before you went out of Epcot Park, we stopped in France, and in France they had both Luminaire and Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast, and since I was dressed up as Belle, or Belle was my inspiration, we had to stop. Oh. It's one of my favorite pictures of the whole, of the whole um, race weekend, because these two characters are not normally out. And when they're out, they're usually not together, right? I've never seen them personally, so usually I was well, the, Usually in the stage show. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, they were out during um, Walt Disney World Marathon, um, but they haven't been out for Princess, and this was my fourth Princess. So, But um, once you finish going around Epcot, then you go out the Friendship Gate, and you go into the Boardwalk section, Boardwalk and Beach Club section of um, the Epcot Resort area, and um, right down there, you have to be really, really careful, and they did have new, um, new this year, they had uh, the loudspeaker, and it was saying, be careful. The, the boardwalk could be slippery. Yes. Which so that is was a very new. big bonus because on Friday. Because they also sometimes hose it down to clean it, yes. right? So even if it's not raining, it could be wet. On Friday, I was just walking on it and I um, had breakfast with a friend and he, he had to catch me because I slipped on the boardwalk. So thank good, thank you very much. Uh, right. And so right before um, ESPN Zone, they had a travel genie. Travel from um, Aladdin. When he's freed and he's got his Hawaiian shirt on and his goofy hat. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then um, going around Boardwalk is really fun because we had our team members from Mickey Miles Podcast and WDW Radio and we got some food and some cookies and I want to say thank you to Sam Gay now. Oh my God, for, for breakfast. Thank you, Sam. And Florence for oh be our guest. Podcast is out there as well. So yes. we want to thank them for coming out and cheering us great runners for coming on. Out. Yeah, that's, that's actually sometimes harder than running the race. <laughs> Our mile five was our longest. There were two character stops and friends, and it was 34.58. So you can see, like, those characters, they take a long time. And there were two in that in that five mile, and we had friends, and we, we of course, wanted to stop. Right. So um, when we went around from Boardwalk to Beach Club, there are no characters. There never are any characters in that area. Um, so uh, on your way into... Basically, you make a loop, a big circle, and you come back into the Friendship Gate, but you go um, right before you get into the backside of the UK. They always have a character stop there, and today it was, I mean... That day, it was Sophia, Princess right. Sophia. Sophia the first, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she was really great because she was dressed up in her princess, and she matched Kylie's dress yes, to the Yes, so team. the two yes. purple princesses stood next to each other. Yeah. Yep, great. yep. And so um, basically, you're wrapping up. You don't um, come into Epcot Park again until you come in near Land of Imagination. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, there was one more character stop. It was right before Living Seas. And um, at this character stop, they had some... Um, they had some stilt walkers. So this was um, a character stop that were people who were in the 3 o'clock parade. Um, and so they were sort of coral creatures, I guess, is the best yeah. way to describe them. So if you've ever seen the 3 o'clock parade at the Magic Kingdom, they walk next to the float. They're very pretty. It was very cool, yeah. I never had a picture up with them because usually they just walk by in the parade. So really good 
opportunity for an odd character photo. So with those little stops, and those are those those are a much shorter line a lot of the time. Our our six mile was sixteen fifteen. Oh. So you can see we picked up a huge chunk of time um, running in between everything. Yeah, and so um, I know that uh, from there, basically you just run back out um, uh, into Epcot parking lot and you cross the finish line and um, you earn a normal medal, a regular... Uh, <laughs> a metal medal. A metal medal <laughs> for your 10K. It was a shell. It was um, beautiful clam Aerial shell. inspired. Aerial inspired clam shell. And it was really pretty and, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, good race. Love it. Yes. So uh, if you guys want to check out our pictures, check out our blog at runalltheraces.com. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, yes. Run All The Races. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. And I hope you guys uh, have a, had a wonderful race. And if you didn't run this one, I hope to see you guys next year. Right. And we'll tell you more about the rest of the weekend on our next podcast. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.